Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like... Minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. Dun 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 it's a bradshaw boys breaking news bradshaw breaking news bradshaw boys breaking news first here on the seed hey everyone it's Corey cabin with bradshaw boys news network i'm here with john hey how's it going john here course correspondent kevin hey guys how are you uh we had some huge news this week and before we get to the episode that we're about to do about us giving relationship advice we really wanted to just address this breaking news guys what's happening out there in the digital field Corey, i'm out here in the field and i just have reports from my from my secret uh reports from my secret websites called variety and the internet that the bradshaw boys have been credited with bringing sex in the city back for a, for a seventh season. That's great news. Yes. It, Sarah Jessica Parker released a statement that said, without Corey, Kevin, and John's encouragement, I would never have had the, <laughs> the, the courage to. And now we're, we're, we're back. We got more content, boys. We got Thanks, more Kevin. Content. It's been a wacky week in Oatana sports. <laughs> Stephanie Davidson, star <laughs> softball pitcher, threw her first perfect game. Over to you. <laughs> Thanks, John. Great to hear. Congratulations, Stephanie. And I Congratulations, hope you enjoy Stephanie. our podcast. <laughs> dude, dude, what was it? What was it like when you got the text? Who did I? I got the text from. No, what, here, 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 yeah, here's what happened. Uh, we, we do have a regular episode coming up, but we have to talk about this. Here's what happened. You sent me and John a text on our, our just the boys text thread that just said, how you feeling? And uh, I just sent you back a picture of me smiling. And then you mm -hmm. were like, John and then I didn't hear anything and then I was waiting for John to respond and then I was going to send I him. think I was watching the Great British Bake Off sorry it's the, yeah, it's, I do watch other TV shows occasionally I was hey, just doing that so that I could send you the Spotify song by Countess Luann from Real Housewives of New York feeling Giovanni which is which a huge fans of the, the craziest thing about that. that song is when you listen to it you feel Giovanni. Like yeah, you can't, you, you you can't not Giovanni. listen to that song and, and move your wiggle your hips a little bit. No, you're yeah. feeling Giovanni. But then it strangely, I, I mean, I'm not exaggerating, like maybe five minutes after that, I because it was Sunday afternoon, maybe five minutes after that, I don't I don't know if anyone actually I don't know if anyone actually told me. I went to SJP's Instagram, maybe because you said how you feeling. And then the trailer went up and such then, a good trailer. And, and then I was like, Oh, that must be why Kevin sent that. And it turned out you were just feeling Giovanni. And then I was like, did you guys see the trailer? And then we all watched. Well, no, then, uh, well, then we, we all watched it we together. 
Yeah. 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 On Zoom. That's the first time I saw it on yeah. our Instagram live. Yeah. Um, Dude, when her, when her voiceover comes in, because I thought it was so just going to be a super high level shots of New York City uh, and like, which, which already got me super amped because I haven't been, you know, to Manhattan in 10 months due to COVID. But when her voiceover came on with the typing, mm-hmm. ooh, man, you I, felt, Giovanni, I felt Giovanni real. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I found really impressive from like a, from like a expectations perspective that they're super mm-hmm. smart in setting up mm-hmm. is like knowing there's two sides one like because looking at the instagram comments it's some people are excited some people are just like this is a sin to to bring this back like just leave it alone but it's like right. we've talked about this before like it's we are i'm personally excited for it to come back and to see what they do because i think there's mpk and they're all very aware of the expectations. Yeah. And so it's really cool to not see a trailer that says sex in the city season seven. It's called. And it's just called, like that. And just it's like that. Just like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like that already brings up so much like, Oh, and just like that, like a decade has passed. And just like that, like, I don't know what we're, we're older. Maybe is there like, a divorce could happen or life happens or someone mm-hmm. dies. And I'm not saying like it, who knows? Like it just reminded me, especially in this like very weird t- past year, it's like, Oh, and just like that tons of time has passed and this show is going to be there to address whatever that means. Right. And, and I just and, thought it was like a smart way to do it rather than like, Hey, the girls are back in the city. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we know there's going to be differences. I mean, they, they announced that Kim Cattrall will not be joining the cast mm-hmm. for, for this show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, what are, what are your thoughts, thoughts on that? I don't think we need to spend a, a ton of time on it cause we've kind of already talked about it in, in the past, but I mean, I just think like the thing that I don't think people always like the human perspective, I think that whole situation is I hate, I hate gossip mags and I hate page six and I hate just like mining people's personal drama for, for like your own titillation like in just mm-hmm. in general i don't like that and i think like i think it's cool that it's like hey she doesn't want to be a part of this when you're an actor you're fucking you're just an actor and then mm-hmm. you live your life and then it becomes this giant thing and i think for kim it's like say la vie like she doesn't want to do it they mm-hmm. want to do it and like as a fan i get how it can be that but it's like she wants to do other stuff she has this other awesome mm-hmm. show that she's doing like good yeah. for her. Yeah. And they had this Instagram thing that people like love to know the juice about, but I'm like, all that shit's sad. And like, these are real human beings. And Sarah Jessica Parker wants to produce like a new thing. And we get to be a part of watching that. And Kim doesn't want to be a part of it. Like, I don't, I just don't think everything always needs to be so like, Ooh, yeah. Juicy because totally. I think like they're all really great kind people and mm-hmm. actually having, you know, brag alert, I don't know. We've like interacted with them and they've all been like super fucking kind and nice and mm-hmm. genuine people. And Kim did the thing for our episode with Meg and was like so generous at that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and so I don't know, all like the drama that you see on like Instagram comments that I've seen from people. I'm like, man, that's so lame. Like you cannot want the show to come back, but like I'm, we've always been done with just like getting in on like the the drama because these are like real people that are 
trying to make a good TV show, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, I didn't realize this, but um, SJP actually commented on it. She in the thing in People somewhere. I just looked at mm -hmm. this article, and uh, it said in a separate comment for People. It was on an article on Glamour.com. It said uh, SJP said she will always be there. And then when one fan suggested that she didn't like Kim Cattrall, SJP wrote, "No, I don't dislike her. I've never said that. I never would. Mm -hmm. Samantha isn't part of this story, but she will always be part of us." no matter where we are or what we do. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's just a, I mean, I think that's one reason why we said, you know, that they named it. And just like that, as opposed mm -hmm. to sex in the city seven, it's like, yeah. this is another season seven. Like this is another story. Like you said, Yeah. yeah. I bet so, they're just, they're gonna obviously address the something about Samantha. They're probably just not going to not say anything. What if know they have you to say elephant, they address the elephant in the room and it's just Kristen Davis getting her wish to have like <laughs> the entire thing take place at Shelter Trust. Yeah. There's that's... just like an elephant in her apartment. She's like, I got a perfect six, a classic six in this room. <laughs> a classic Look, six ton elephant. elephant I saved. This is yeah, an exactly. elephant named Samantha. <laughs> And it's in the room all the time. And she lives with Charlotte. And yeah, it's exactly. Kristen Davis's dream. She's just like, I get to save this elephant. They're out doing their chat and chew, and some elephant is just rampaging through the background. <laughs> just like people just, over. And just like goes over and like eating spinach, like with its big thing. <laughs> I hope all, you all I hope everybody knows Kristen Davis is uh saves elephants. That's why we're yeah, saying that's, all this. That's I didn't realize this, but um uh it says that um I think that the the other ladies are uh, executive producers. Oh, sweet. Did I tell you guys I DM'd Kristen Davis to congratulate her? What'd, What'd she say? say? She, she first of all, she liked did us. You, did you DM it from, from Kevin James Doyle from the Bradshaw Boys? I, it's from my Snapchat account called Charlotte Lava 420. Um, <laughs> Wish no, I was from, Harry 6969. Six, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I said, congrats, Christian. So excited to get to watch it. What exciting news. And she said, thank you. It was really tempting to drop you a hint because you looked so sad that your viewing was coming to an end. That's Aww, great. Isn't that great? Amazing. Yeah, that, that's really nice. All right, we, I, um, I, I want to I do a quick opinion um, from, from you, you all. Mm -hmm. um, Number one, um, Samantha, it's she like, I just want to know how you think they'll, they'll answer that question. Is she, is she pass away or is she like gone and they like still talk to her? Like, what, what do you think, uh, they're going to do with that? I don't think she passes away. Cause I think that'd I be think insane. It'd be insane. It's also what everyone thinks is going to happen. Everyone's like, she dies of cancer. And it's like, I don't think. I think that's too easy. I also think in just like a Hollywood way, if you do that, you close the door on her coming back. Yeah. Let's say this goes for three seasons. You close the door on Samantha showing up in that's one true. season. You know, so you're so I, much you're you're you you are so much smarter than I am. You're that's right. That's not true. That is the most false thing you've ever said. Um I uh I think I wonder if they're going to be like she moved back to L.A. and runs her PR company and yeah. doesn't live in New York anymore. Like, you know, she can't she's still in L.A. She's doing great. And maybe we'll see her at some point or like I just talked to her the other day and she said this or like her and Smith yeah. are back together. I wonder if it's going to be that kind of thing. Kevin, Did, um, you know, I always thought this was interesting about uh, like on Breaking Bad, they would talk about 
um, they would like write themselves into a corner and then figure mm-hmm. out like mm-hmm. how to get out and that would like raise the stakes and that mm-hmm. they were very good at that. And I do think that there's like, um, yeah, there's these expectations with what to do with Samantha and how are we going to do this that I think like they probably see a challenge there to be like, what is the, not just the easiest way, but what, like if they killed her, it would be like, <laughs> it would be wild and it would be like the easiest and not and maybe great they'll story try to kill her maybe she was on the sully flight and that'll be like her storyline. <laughs> dude what if sully sullenberger replaces samantha and he's just at a chat and she with his mustache just being like you know i was just at a time and place and i was happy i could land that plane on the hudson and then they're just like do you Honey, and then they just land talking about the hudson. <laughs> yeah exactly what if sully's just a huge freak He's just he's like, just, he's always, he's always coming in being like, honey, I love to land my plane in the middle of her Hudson. Yeah. Did you just um, say that? Dude, yeah. how great, how Second great question. Um, big is big. Our big and carry. So is, is Noth in it? Our big, Wait, and everybody was saying that. Of course, Noth is in it, right? Yeah. He's got to be in it. I think he's got to be in it. People I did were wonder. Saying, people were saying like, people say a lot of if, things. Yeah, I know. But it, <laughs> I, th- I feel like the assumption is is that Harry will be there, is that Steve will be there. Dude, the I don't know what happens in, in the second movies. So I don't know, maybe Steve dies in, you know, whatever they're in, Bahrain or wherever they go to. Um, <laughs> I mean, they could have a falling out because Samantha could rob the cradle and be hooking up with Brady. And I mean, they true. said that was one of the storylines. Thank God that's, that is done. Brady would be 18. And, so, and, and it's all the girls are like, this is, you've, you've crossed the line. You hooking up with with Brady is is a termination yeah, dude, of friendship. Grooming, grooming is out. That would pass ten years ago. People are not down for grooming anymore. That's true. Grooming was so in style for a while, and it is out of style. <laughs> so in style. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, yeah, I I think they're all. I think they're, I, yeah, I think they're in it. I think they got to be. I yeah. think there's speculations about whether Carrie and Big are going to be divorced, and if it like puts. I mean, there is kind of a thing if they're all in their relationship still. It sort of throws the dating thing out the window. I mean, it does throw it out the window. It does. It doesn't throw out, you know, people being in a, a marriage, but being like, oh, I have a crush on this person. How do you navigate like relationships? But it does throw out dating, which I guess dating was kind of thrown out in season six, really. Yeah. You know? So no, I mean, um, it throws out online th- dating too, whichever. That's where I think. You know, even the movie was different in that flavor. If they got divorced, that would that'd be a bummer. I, I think it's it'd be gonna a be positive. It's not gonna be super sad. All right, we don't uh, need a fucking sad season of sex. In I mean, there's so many questions I'm gonna ask, but but I'm I'm sure well, we'll listen, have billions we have, of hours to talk about this. Which we have I'm plenty to talk about. about. The podcast has never been uninvigorated, but we are super reinvigorated. One hundred percent. And we're gonna get down to business. And the next few weeks, we have the movie coming out. We did three episodes, and Oof. then we're gonna start talking about this new season and do all kinds and watch sex in the city too so yeah um go As give us five star fir- rating the first our two episode the first two movie episodes that we did the final episode we do more of an analysis the first two episodes were some of the hardest i've ever laughed in my life so that's <laughs> yeah, a little, really a little spoiler yeah um yeah. yeah and please uh we're gonna do our best to get tons of freaking crazy guests on mm-hmm. yep. i don't know this this is going to be the golden age of the podcast this is opportunity meets hard work in in real time when we saw that news come out we we are the fucking 
men for the moment. That's right. <laughs> that is right. I've I'm I keep saying it probably too much, but I'm like, look, if they want a Carrie Bradshaw fan podcast as a cameo on the show, we we have that out there. I keep hey. saying it probably in a disingenuous way to where it's like sliding your headshots under the door. But hey, man, now's the yeah. time. How do you think people get cast and stuff? You got to slide the fucking headshots under the door. That's, bro. Yeah, that's totally true. You're right. Awesome. All right. Enjoy the rest of this episode. And we'll do more of these um, advice episodes that are super fun. If yeah. you guys write us anything and you want us to talk about it, we'll keep it secret and we'll do it. All right. Can't Later, wait. Taters. Later, taters. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series, Dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys dissect culture and relationships through the lens of sex and the city. I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy 2021, everybody. This is our first recorded pod of. 2021 the new year the new era that's right <laughs> it's new i mean everyone uh it's it's gotten to be you know we're we're in i feel like everyone's been having a great past four days or so i feel like everyone i mean i feel like everyone's been having a great past four days but i feel like we're really coming into this pod especially with some strong 2020 energy for what we've been through for the past half hour yeah <laughs> i poured water all over my computer by accident <laughs> Right when, right, we when got, we right when we hopped on Zoom. I literally signed. I was I was like three minutes late and I signed onto the Zoom and I just saw Kevin's floor and John, just his eyes were wide open and he goes, Kevin <laughs> just poured water all over his computer. And I was like, what? I guess, I guess spilled, but it did, <laughs> pour, feel, it really did feel like pour because it was a giant full cup and I yeah. just knocked it like this and it was just like, so. Dude, that is so, so brutal. It is terrible. It's a MacBook Air from seven years ago that fucking sucks. And I'm going (laughs) to use my insurance and I'm going to bring a positive energy to this pod because I'm so (laughs) excited. You sound very positive right now. That's the worst thing ever. I I told y'all that I did that once years ago to a three-year-old, to a three-week-old computer that was very expensive. And then I called my, I called my uh, home insurance, my renter's insurance. And she was like, Okay, well, you're in the right place. Did you add the uh, the renter's insurance clause that says we cover electronics? And I was like, what clause? And she just goes, ooh. Oh, no. And then $2,100 later, I added that clause. I have a question for you guys uh, pertaining to what we're discussing. How in, Yes. In, if Great we're question. assuming that six Already. seasons of Sex and the City is six years of Carrie Bradshaw's professional career, how many computers did she destroy from spilled drinks or other mishaps cigarette ashes just cigarette ashes like burn circuit boards well we have, have my mother my dropping have my motherboard myself which like we saw one episode so we know at least oh, one she, computer died i don't know if she oh, spills yeah, it just the hard drive the hard drive just the hard drive dies but like, i want to know how many she she destroyed through like, she's not she's not super clumsy in the episode no, she's not clumsy. I wouldn't. She's not clumsy, but I wouldn't call her careful either. Yeah, I mean, you have to imagine it's two or three cups of coffee. 
Yeah. So you think she's like, probably always coffee. Yeah, I th- I'm thinking. So, yeah, Katie. When Katie and I were first dating, her computer was on her bed, uh-huh. and we were like making out, hanging out, and kind of just like, I'm a big guy, and I kind of starfished, and we just heard like crash crunch and looked down her computer was just completely obliterated and this was like oh. early on uh in our relationship so i felt like a real pile of horse shit um oh. but you got to think she like probably had a guy over and knocked it off the table or bed that's one maybe a cup of yeah. coffee that's two probably like, one late night writing probably spilled a martini or a cocktail yeah. on it I think that's a fair that's a fair amount of destroyed computers three computers in the six six seasons that we had her Totally. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Now here, here's here's three. something here's something the peop, the the fans are um are anxious about. They keep on over and over again. They're just so paranoid that we're not going to watch the movies. It's so funny. People are just like, "You have to watch the movies." It's like we're definitely going to do it, but we want to do it in person. Yeah. And if we would have done if we mm-hmm. would have done it in person, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't. I would I would have my computer right now if we if we were in person right now. But I feel like we figured out the fir- the perfect um the perfect method, which I feel like we've kind of discussed it, but not totally. I think three episodes in as we three episodes and we can do it in one day. Yeah, and we can just yeah. go over and and uh, and. Uh, and we can do it in person. We can do our first in-person episode since uh, yeah, since March? August or July. Oh, I guess we did. Did we? I did guess we the did them in the Hamptons. Yeah, yeah. but Man, our, that's crazy. But if we do it at our old recording space, that will be our first. That will. I think the last time we were there was like if you look on our Instagram account, there's that hand washing video that we put up that was it, to it the was, song of Sex in the City. Been March. Yeah, yeah. Been in that March. was the that was I think the last time we were all there together, which was yeah. March. That's wild. Yeah. So, so yeah. So what? Someone, someone, let let everyone know what we're doing today. We're not watching any Sex and the City episodes. We're not, no, we're, we're gearing up to movies. watch the movie soon. But yeah, today we're doing something different. Today we're doing yeah. something a little different. Kevin, uh, you threw up something on Instagram. Why don't you share what what the plan is? What the, what's the agenda today? Well, listen the 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 way that I came up with this is come because someone over the holidays sent us a really really great question, and then and then took it back. And so because you can like delete from user and I or delete a message. And I hope that it wasn't because she was like embarrassed or something like that. Cause it was great. I was saving it for us to talk about on the pod. And I, I was, uh, and, um, it was a really, really great, uh, message basically about something a guy said about his, he was either doing dirty talk or bragging about the size of his cock. And I think she was trying to in, like go back and forth and, with him so i don't know please if you're listening send us that back if you were if you don't want us to talk about it then that's totally fine but um it was really great and it got me the idea we've done some of these style things before but you know essentially what we're doing when we talk about sex and city is we're giving commentary on fictional people's lives and those fictional Mm -hmm. people are based on real people and so we want to use uh we want to use our audience and people that uh, maybe want us to comment on things, and so we have, um, we have like five or six people that have written in some really good scenarios and questions about either their lives 
or questions about sex and city, but a lot of them are like sex based questions and dating based questions um, that, and we'd love to do more of these. One of the things I think would be great is like doing these based on episodes, like what is going on in an episode and trying to get real life commentary on these episodes. But um, that's what I'm talking about. So that's what we're going to yeah, be and doing I think today. I was reading through some of them and a lot of people were mentioning not using their Instagram handle for these. So I think let's steer clear of Instagram yeah. handles. These are all real, real user or listener yeah, questions. Yeah. So um, this is, this is going to be our version of Dear Abby. This yeah. is Dear, this is Dear Braddy. Dear Braddy, the Bradshaw Boys podcast. Dear, yeah. the Dear Bradshaw Braddy. Boys. Adv- Dear, Dear Braddy Shmuel. Addy Vice. Dear Braddy Addies. This is Dear Hey Shmuel. Hey Shmuel. <laughs> hey Shmuel. Hey Shmuel. Hey Shmuel. I got a problem. Hey Shmuel. Exactly what time does Shabbat end? Because <laughs> I, let's just say I want to watch a game. Like uh, when could I start? He, he has a foreskin. Dump him. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh man. Well, um, uh, all right. Well, let, I, let's, you want me to start it off? Let's yeah. fire it up. Let's fire it up. Yeah, start it off, Kevin. Read All us right. our first year uh, shmuel. This is this is from the account. I'm just kidding. Uh, that, see, you. that's that's so funny because that's a very that would be a very Kevin thing to do, in my opinion. <laughs> Not that you're a forgetful person. I just think you would have been like, I don't, I, I don't. I don't know. Oh, I oh see sorry, you. I forgot. I was busy pouring water all over my two thousand dollar <laughs> computer. All right, ready. My ex and I broke up in May, but stayed friends. LDR, long distance relationship. On my birthday, we ended up having phone sex out of nowhere. Um, He admitted he still had feelings but didn't see a relationship working because of the current circumstances in the world. A month later, I suggested catching up on the phone. He couldn't talk to me anymore because it was too tempting to hear my voice and that he had met someone else and wanted to give his relationship a chance, his words, but could still message. At first, I was sad and agreed to respect his decision, but now I'm feeling that he's a big pussy for not fighting for us and feel like it's time to stop talking. What do the Bradshaw boys think? Friend, friends with an ex. Oh man. Some, wow. some, some shark infested waters here. First of all, thank you for your question. And thank just cause you. I said shark infested waters doesn't mean I'm making fun of your situation. I think it's, I just think it's, I think it's a tricky situation with a lot of things going on. So before, I mean, are, is there anyone in Sex in the City that is friends with the next besides Big and Big and Carrie trying to do that? I mean, Miranda, well, Steve, and Steve. Steve and Miranda. I mean, they are they, they they're friends. They're friends before they have a kid together. Okay, so that's two examples of people that get together at the end. I'm trying. To... Hey, this person's story is not over, Kevin. I'm trying well, to think. I'm if this... I mean, that's going to inform part of my advice. Um, uh, is Samantha? She, well, I was going to say she stays friends with Rich. Well, she didn't say friends with Richard. She sees him again. Yeah, she pretty um, much she pretty much nice Richard out. Yeah, she does. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. Um, Here's Char- the thing. <laughs> I mean, it's this is like a tale as old as time. If you had phone sex a few weeks ago, you're are you do you want to be friends with your ex? It sounds like you don't want to be friends with your ex. Sounds like you want. I feel like time. I need to read. Kevin, will you type the name of the person? I need to read this. I need to read this question because there, there was a lot that was happening. And I want to like isolate exactly what what the question is. The, John, the question is, can you be friends with your ex? Okay. And but here's the thing. She 
For, here's here's what here's the red flags when you say friend or ex because you asked a question that is different from what you're actually asking. Like I would never call, I would never call my friends John and Corey if they were like I'm going to try a relationship and blah blah blah. I wouldn't say I feel like Corey and John are being big pussies. Like that right there is a red flag that shows like you're upset feelings wise. Totally. totally. And then also you just had phone sex. And then, and then it seems like, I don't think you really like, do you really want a relationship with this person or do you want to be friends with them? And then you have to choose from there and you have to know what, what that is. This guy. All right. Here's my verdict. This guy's a huge pussy. She asked, she asked for it. Uh, whether or not he was a, a huge pussy, he or she asked, and he is a huge pussy. He, he, had some phone sex with her on her birthday, whatever. That's fine. Then he clearly says, I don't have feelings for you. And I don't see a relationship working because of the current circumstances in the world. That's mm-hmm. not why he, he didn't want to continue the relationship. That, that was, that was a, a blatant lie because later he says a month later, he says he couldn't talk to her because he was seeing someone else. Yeah. that he met mm. so it's like it, it he's obviously just using the circumstances to sell you hot air there's there's some other reason yeah. why it's not working and he's a pussy because he he can't tell you exactly what it is and so yeah, he's, I, he's he's using I, a global pandemic to to not have an honest and open and clear conversation with you yeah. Here, yeah. I don't know if you question. hear I don't know if you hear that siren, but that's the truth siren in the background. Yeah. John just called <laughs> John, the truth. John police. just set it off. Yeah. Uh here's here's another separate question, but has to do with this. Like, I guess a lot of people are in long distance relationships now because of COVID. Yeah. But it's like whenever like those to me never see especially in like adult life. I don't know what age you are. I'm I'm 35. Like I can't imagine wanting an, a long distance relationship unless I saw an end in sight. Because what are you doing then? You like how long are you just going to have phone sex and like Zoom and talk about movies and check in on how work was? Like I guess it it seems like you have an opportunity now to rather than be like, oh my gosh, my ex and I broke up and we had some like phone sex that was cool and we reconnected but it's long distance. Like you have an opportunity now to find a relationship that is closer in proximity. And that to me is like a better relationship unless you're like deeply in love and you really like want to sacrifice everything for this person. Like you have enough excuses now to be like, cool, I'm hopping on Bumble or I'm getting on hinge or I'm getting on grinder or I'm getting on LinkedIn and I'm going to find someone within my two mile radius yeah, to do some quarantining with. Wait, LinkedIn has a a, a distance <laughs> radius on it. Every girl <laughs> yeah. I try to hook up with on LinkedIn is always in Canada. I never <laughs> knew that I could fix that. What, um, what no, about the, I, I think. Sorry, go ahead. Um, no, I was going to say that I I one thing that's crazy is if you are in. I mean, New York City is a little different, but if you're in a a current non long distance relationship with someone, it could sometimes feel. And like, you don't, you don't either live together or live like within a couple blocks life in a relationship can kind of feel like a long distance relationship. Cause you're always texting all the time anyway. And anytime I have mm, dated someone whoa, who's like, it's kind of deep. Yeah, I know. 
but any anytime that anyone is da- anytime that I've like dated anyone and there was like we were gone for a little while or like they, it was a literal like I haven't really been in a full long distance relationship, but I've like been in a thing where it's like we're apart for a little bit. You're already existing like that, but then you're like, oh, but I know we can't see each other Thursday. So it's like mm-hmm. when you are in the same city, then you're like, oh, well, at least there's an end to this in a few days. Yeah. So why, in my opinion, I agree with you, Kevin, I'm not a long distance relationship person. So in my opinion, it's like you've already got so much digital communication. Why add more stuff like that? Unless, like you said, yeah. you are like, I love this person. Like I'm, I'm sticking out for this one. And some people are long distance relationship people, but yeah. I just feel like there's so much non face to face communication now. It makes it, it makes it hard. Cause you're going to always that's, get that. That's super true. I have a good Kevin, way. He, she can break She can break it off with him. How's this? Um, she can give him a post-it note that says, I'm sorry, I can't. You're a big pussy. <laughs> that's really Dude, funny. That is a pretty good, we need to, you need to take a picture of that and put it on your and put take it a, on your uh, on our Instagram. Chat, do that again, and we're gonna screenshot yeah. that. We need to post the video for this too. But here, hang uh, on. Kevin's holding up a post that says, "I'm sorry, Got I it. can't. You're a big pussy." Is it uh, backwards on your screen? No, no it's, it's perfect. It's, okay, it's perfect. Good. I got it, Kevin. Um, I yeah. think the second part of the question. So the, I, I read the I read the question. That was like the first thing. It was the was the phone sex and the relationship and him waffling on whether or not he can speak to her then she he or she says uh what do the brad bradshaw boys think friends with an ex question mark and kevin we were just talking about this on in the car because i think you are particularly good at being friends with exes and like what is the secret sauce to that the secret sauce the the secret sauce is this, is that you... I really hope some of your exes are listening right now and just like rolling their <laughs> eyes and be like... They're like... He said, well, listen, what no, did he say I, in the car? That secret was, sauce is rancid. This is, this is the truth. There is one ex that I have that I liked very, very, very much. And I, and I, and I loved. And I did not see it being a permanent thing. But she was like... Checked a lot of really cool boxes. We had so much fun together. She was like, I loved her friends. She was close with my friends. I liked hanging out with her, but there was like something missing. And I think we may have in general talked about on the pod. And once we're together and once I broke it off, it was really, really difficult because I wanted to still spend time with her. And there was like two or three times that were like late night at a party. I hadn't seen her for like six months. When we reconnected, like there was clearly that chance that both of us could have taken to be like, oh, it'd be so fun to hook up. You know what I mean? It would yeah. be like, and I remember specifically the reason why I broke up with her is so that maybe one day we could be friends. And that didn't mean, that doesn't mean that you're going to, especially at 2 AM when you're like meeting up with people at a bar and that person's there, like, of course you're going to want to hook up. You were attracted to each other and you right. have a connection. And I specifically remember two different times in my head having to like go to the bathroom and be like, the opportunity is there. You guys are flirting. If you said like, pulled the trigger, you could go home and you guys could hook up. And then I'd have to go back and be like, I just want to be friends. And that's. Did you have those conversations saying, out loud? Was this like, was this no, like you not, looking in the mirror in, the, in, a, in a Grammy bathroom in the New York bar? 
Be like, yeah, this is like something that you could do. Splash of water. Yeah. Here's what you yeah. could do. <laughs> Don't do it, Kevin. Don't do it. Um, but you could. I'll, but you, you could, could have that what. conversation. I'll tell you what. It was not me looking in the mirror. It wasn't my brain that needed help knowing what I needed to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I do th- but I think I say all that to say you can be friends with an ex but you need to establish what you want and keep it black or white and the more gray you make it is not wrong but it will destroy the opportunity to be friends or to get back together because it'll at some point both of you will be tired of that or you'll end up hurting that person especially me I felt like it was more my responsibility because I broke up saying that hopefully we'd want to be friends and I'd be going back on it because like I was horny and because yeah. it was, you know, it was fun. So I think that's the key is you have to make that decision. And that's where I think like the phone sex thing messed with her head and then also probably messed with his head a little bit. And maybe I don't think he took advantage. It seems like she was fine, but like there was a little knows, birthday phone sex. The, a little birthday phone sex, but I would be very interested if this guy doesn't work out, if he comes back to her in like two months and wants to guarantee sex it up. Again. It's almost a guarantee that he will. You think so? And that's what because, yeah. well, here's, here's the thing that I was just rereading it. And this is what I find sort of interesting is like, it says a month later, I suggested catching up on the phone. Now catching up on the phone could be like more that that's, what's interesting to me is you never know people's motives. And so, like, I don't know if her motives were catching up on the phone to be like, let's see where this goes again, or to literally be like, like, I, I just wanted to call you and, you know, right, like, right. be friends. So you don't know where hers and I'm, I'm not judging her just saying I don't know where. And then uh, and then. But I think that whatever her motives are are fine. But then I think the thing is where he says he couldn't he couldn't talk to me anymore because it was too tempting to hear my voice, which is weird. It's not weird, but it's a weird excuse in his, and, in his and, and and that he'd met someone. And so so maybe I guess my mm-hmm. thing is. I don't know. My thing is, like, if he'd met someone, it sounds better to be like, hey, I'm not really cool catching up on the phone because I'm kind of seeing someone right now. I don't think that'd be a good idea for me or that person instead of being like. It's too tempting. I can't talk to you. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe that just means that he yeah. is going to go back to her. In his defense, it was tempting because she was like, he's like, how have you been? She's like, oh, right now it's been kind of tough because of COVID. And right now I'm so wet. And he's like, what? And then, you know, then they went from there. True. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how the phone sex started. I feel like we need to know more from her. If she started the phone sex and yeah. or if he did, let's go, let's go to a different, uh, a different, thank you. Thank you for that question. Thank you know who you are. Question. That's what we think. All right. Here's this question. If slash when y'all have kids one day, how will you make it work in the city, both time and money wise, while still feeling like you're given enough time for your creative pursuits? I'm assuming you guys won't have family around since you aren't from here. Same with me. Huh? Who wants to take this first? There's part of me that thinks John should take it first because he's the most in the actual situation of this. Yeah. There's also part of me that thinks you should take it last because you'll have a more definitive answer. So I just gave you a non-answer. I don't know what we should do. I, I'm I'm I have a I have a, a pretty solid answer to this question. So I'm, I'm happy to let either of you like answer what you think first. I guess the crux of the city is like how how will you make it work in the city, both time wise, money wise, 
work, creative pursuits? Like, uh, how how are you, how would you plan on doing something like that in the city? I'll go first and preface this with like this might be it might be rambly, but I'll try to keep it in check. Yeah, I was just talking to someone about this the other day. I think, um, one because we know people that do this, it would be it, it's tough in the city because of the constraints of small apartments and it being expensive. Um, and I thought about this today. I was thinking about like the things I want to do for this new year. And, um, and I was like thinking like, okay, what are, you know, you're optimistic. So you're like, here's all the things I'm going to do. Here's all the regimens I'm going to do. And I thought I was like, if I actually stick to this, this would be hard to do if I was like married or with a with children yeah. because like so much of this is like, I want to do this thing. I want to do this thing. So I think the first thing is that it would involve a lot more sacrifice because like, I think the way for it to happen is like, okay, I need to figure out what my job is. And then I know that I have this podcast and then I might have time for another creative pursuit or I might just be like, I got to start getting up a lot earlier. Um, and then I think the other thing about making it work is like what all our friends say that have kids is that like you just have to start getting strategic and creative with what mm-hmm. you do, how you do it, where it's like we know these playgrounds, we have these other families that we're friends with, like the school thing is always a hard thing in New York. Um, I guess the other caveat to that is I've talked to a lot of people who have had kids who are, you know, creative people, artists, actors, whatever, and they've actually said, it was actually a great thing because it helped me structure things. Mm. And it was like, if I want to write something, I know that I have from eight 30 to nine 15 and that's why 45 minutes and I sit down and do it. Yeah. And then that time is taken up otherwise. So I think that, I think the way you do it is you have to get a lot better about structuring things. Mm. And then you probably got to have a little bit of grace with just being like, Hey, for six months, things might be out the window if you have a yeah. newborn because your life is totally different, you know, or whatever. So, Totally. And I think, and I think, I, I feel like for me, since I'm not married, like that will probably be the next step, hopefully, yeah. you know, and I think it would just be a gradual thing of like reshifting the blocks of my life to fit that. And it, it actually might be a really good thing because it might help give you structure to your life. Totally. Kevin, do you That's have any thoughts? Answer. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think realistically, this is not to be. Um, this isn't a downer. It's just a realistic thing, but it's like most people once they have kids, like at just as just averages, like most people leave after like a few years. Um, and I think leave New York. Um, and I think you have to factor in, like you have to be comfortable to do what is best for your family. Like, I don't know if you have creative pursuits, or whatever, like, you know, once you have kids, like your kids are, are number one. And, um, and I think that like people shouldn't be scared of change because a lot of times, you know, like there's, there's better things. Sometimes you have to like make room for other things that you didn't think you would make room with and let go of other things or whatever. So when it comes to that, like, I do want a family just because I'm saying like, uh, I think at some point if you were like 55, you may really regret it. I can't imagine any time being like, Oh my gosh, I'm like, 
I'm ready. I imagine like getting married first and then finding the person I want to have a family with. That's when I think like my maternal clock will turn on in a way that is different (laughs) than right now being, but I will say this, like 21 to 35 goes by real quick. And then, and then you're just like, look at how long life is, (laughs) you know, not even like your plans. You're just like, Oh yeah, no one lives to 120. Right. You know, like, and it, it sounds crazy to be like, life is going by quick. And then you're like, oh yeah, like at some point you just have to make that decision and people just make it work. Like we see so many people that just, you know, make it work. I would say the main thing when I look at that, when it talks about working in the city and time and money and creative pursuits, the number one thing that seems most important to that is being on the same page with a partner because, yep. yep. Because you're never going to have, like, you could find someone that you have all the time in the world and you're not supportive and you don't feel comfortable supporting them, or you could have no time and someone that supports you. And that's the thing that matters. It doesn't matter how much money, like for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, like all that shit is way more important to be, to live a life. And you decide like, Hey, we're going to be poor in New York or Hey, we do need to move. Like being on the same page is way more important. Totally, mm, that's true. And John, I don't know if you were thinking this already, but can you tell the J.R.R. Tolkien thing? Uh, dude, I was just going to talk about J.R.R. Tolkien. Okay, because yeah, so I mean, it just Katie makes I, so much sense with this question. Yeah, Katie and I went to the Tolkien or to the um, the J, uh, J.P. Morgan Library. They were doing a Tolkien exhibit, and I'm a huge Tolkien fan, um, and I think everyone should be. But he uh, had six kids. He was a full-time professor at Oxford. He had he was in charge of every other night staying up all night to do air raid duty in England and amidst all of that. Six kids full-time job and having to stay up every other night to do air raid duty. He wrote Lord of the Rings, which isn't just like mm. a book that you write. He invented five languages, he drew the maps, he did mm. all the illustrations and Katie and I both walked away from that and we're and we're just like very humbled. There's mm. always time. There's always there's always time to fit in the things that you want to prioritize. He was um, also very into Adderall. <laughs> was the he? Other thing. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think it, I don't think, I don't no, think it existed then. But but he, I was like, yeah. what was he taking back then? But he like he he would do write Lord of the Rings. Like he would tell the stories to his kids at night, and then he would write them on the back of papers that he was grading That's while amazing. in school. And so it's like you find times to do the things that you want. Does that mean like I'm going to be recording this podcast and if we have kids like feeding the kid, probably not, but like you can start getting creative and multitasking and you can make these things work. When I was single uh, and and was moving to to New York, New York was a very intimidating, daunting thing. I I didn't know how I was going to live in the city because it was so expensive. I didn't know how I was going to survive in the city that was so busy and full of people. But looking back 10 years later, you make it work. You figure it out and 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 you do it. So um, I don't know. It's not really, really an answer to your question, but more of like an anecdote that um, other people have done it. A lot of people have done it like single parents. I have no idea how they do it, but um, pe- people have done whatever it is that you think is uh, too high of a mountain to scale. And then another thing that I am going to rely on when I get to that phase in life is just a strong community, a strong group of friends. Like we, we have 
good friends here in New York that have tons of kids uh, and they help each other out. They mm. look, look, uh, get each other's backs. And that's something that I'm really going to have to lead on to. So thanks for the question. I think that's a solid question. I think the, I think one other thing I would say to that is like, I mean, Kevin, you said the thing about like people leave, you know, statistically afterward, I think also, I mean, obviously like we've all been in New York and, you know, I think we all want to be here for a while, but I do think I can imagine when you have kids, like be open to the fact that things may change and be okay with that. Like we've had friends mm. leave the city during COVID because things just look different for them. And, uh, I know, but it is sad. All yeah. right. Can I, can I read another question or do you have, do you have one queued up, uh, Corey? Uh, you read another one. Okay. Okay, so I wanted to hear some takes on this. In Sex and the City, there are various moments where someone has gone for a month or, cue gasp, even more without sex, and it's treated as, as extremely unusual and crazy. Miranda described going without it for two months as numbing. Come on, is this reasonable? What's a realistic, regulatory, or casual sex for a single uh, person in their 30s or otherwise? And at what point do friends need to be called in for concerned consultation and $70 blown on, I don't know, Mansoor Payard's signature chocolate cake. Uh, P.S. Mm. I'm obviously referring to life outside, a no-contact pandemic through which Miranda would surely not have made it. So uh, Sex and the City is saying like two months is mind-boggling long amount of time to go without casual sex for a single person in their 30s. Um, what do you guys think? Kevin, I think you have a... For those who haven't seen Kevin's comedy special, this this really parlays well into your life experiences. Yeah, I mean, I want a solid thirty years, so uh, <laughs> I could go. I haven't, and I'm not going to have sex again until I'm sixty five. I'm going you, another thirty. You broke the seal, um, and it, ha it hasn't been thirty years in between now. Um, yeah, I would say my ears always perk up whenever, whenever you hear about the. Okay, I guess that there's two things. There's like, there's people that have like really conservative views on sex, which I would say I grew up with, and like I still have in certain ways, whether I act in that way or not. Like I have never been able to shake the like, come on, I've, I'll never be Samantha. You know what I'm saying? But I also have like, I don't, I also don't know what my ears perk up because I think everyone's different. Yes. Everyone has a different libido and everyone yes. has a different, like there's some people that I know that guys included, this is one thing that I think I have talked with a friend a bunch about this. Like every guy is like socially conditioned to like have to act like, yeah, all I want to do is have sex all the time. Oh, mm -hmm. I have some guys that I know that like have no interest of having casual sex ever. And therefore like, we'll go like a year outside a relationship and be like, yeah, like, um, and not be like hooking up or whatever, whenever I, and so I understand, and guys, I talk about it more with my guy friends with girls. My ears always perk up with like how often they want to have sex and how not, because like, in all honesty, once I'm in a relationship, I don't want to be in a sexless relationship, you know, but I don't know. Like when you think about it, if it's like sex every month, I don't know if you're having casual sex. I don't think it's the greatest thing to like at the end of your year be like, cool, I have sex with 15 people a year. I don't know. Is that too many? I don't, I don't know. There's not 15 
I, I gave bonus bonus to the thirty bonus months. It's, it's <laughs> that month with three leap years. No, I think a, you really hit, you really hit something that like everyone is is completely different, and everyone's libidos are different, and people have different motivators. I think mm-hmm. like I was never someone who was extremely motivated by that. Like there yeah. were other things mm-hmm. that motivated and drove my attention. And then I have friends who like their main goal in life was to have sex with as many people as possible. Like, am I mm-hmm. wrong? No. Are they wrong? No. It's just understanding who you are, understanding what it is that you want. And then knowing that that's what's your truth, not necessarily everyone else's truth. And that may be really hard the younger, like the younger you are, because it's kind of hard to think about other people being different than you. I think that's oftentimes mm. why like high school locker rooms, it's one conversation. And that's because it's usually like the alpha Chad talking about how many high school girls he wants to fuck. And then all the, everyone else is like, Oh, this is what we have to talk about. This is how we have to act. But mm-hmm. now that, you know, later <clears throat> in life in our thirties, you know, the guys that want to have sex all the time, you know, the guys that aren't super motivated by it, you know, the guy, like everyone's different. And that is what makes it awesome. But yeah. That being said, Sex and the City was a show about women in their 30s having sex and and so I understand why a character like Miranda would say two months would be numbing because that's what the show is about. That was the right. you know, what the what they were going for. Yeah. I I kind of feel like I agree with what you're saying, John, about <clears throat> how it's uh it's you know, people are different. And there's different standards for people. I do think, and I, I think that, yeah, it's a show about that. And it's a show about people and, and specifically the four women dealing with relationships in, in New York City. But I do think there, in like certain books that I've read and stuff, there is an interesting thing where, I forgot what book it was, but the guy was talking about, he was like, sex is not, it's not a biological human need. Now in saying that, I don't mean that it's not healthy and I don't mean in like a puritanical way. I think it gets looked at as it's like people are like, you don't need sex. It's, it's, it's not bad. It's a great thing. But I think our culture in some ways does get over sex to where it's like in the, you oh, know, of course. Like, you, you, you haven't had sex in a month. And it's like, there are people, they're usually called like monks or priests, but like they don't have, sex their entire life and there's like story i mean augustine like augustine was like known for being very like struggled with sexual activity and and he talked about it being an urge that like it's there's Wasn't a whole thing about horn dog for a while he was a 100 like, horn dog that's what confessions is about or part of confessions and because like and the I, first half of his life he was banging right yeah completely and nice. i i say that not to be like like he got it under control, but to say like there are appetites that uh, some people like there's people that like get to another point in their life where like, you know what? Like I may want this, but I also want to focus on other things and casual sex is like mm. maybe not the best way to go about this thing that I want. And there are multiple sides to sex and it's not mm. just getting it done. It's like, you know, having like doing this within the context of like a relationship or a family or whatever. And so I think that people flip out a little too much about the frequency sometimes. And it, I don't, there's not a number of like what is normal or anything like that. 
I feel like it's funny when with people that are in like even long term relationships, I've talked to people that are married that are just like three times a week, pretty much clockwork. Mm-hmm. And that seems like a lot. then I talk to some people that are just like, I don't know, I always get bummed out by the people that are just like, yeah, right. Like, get used to it. Yeah, this is totally. how it is. You never and like, that's always like a bummer vibe, even if that's true for them. Like, I, I've and then I've talked to people that it's like, yeah, like, obviously, it slows down. But like, we try to like, every two or three weeks, I know it seems like crazy, but that connects us. So even once you're in a relationship, that's with casual. And then also with casual sex, like, I don't know. Sometimes like you think you want it. It's just like, it's like a cheat day. You know what I mean? Like you have your cheat day and then usually the day after your cheat day, you're not like, man, I want to find another stranger. That's how I am. Well, no, I think that that brings up an interesting point though, that I think that there, it's something to be said in that question of like, what are your motivations in looking for it? And is the motivation just to like have it, you know, or is it like, like you said, like, it's like a cheat day. It's like, or are you just trying to like get it done or why, why are you wanting to do it? Totally. And no judgment either way, but it's yeah. interesting to look at like what your motivations for why you want it and your would, motivations like may be mixed. I would say, I think, I think like identifying what type of person you are, are uh-huh. and, and like an understanding what makes you tick outside of the pressures of the, what we're being sold by media, mm-hmm. understanding who you are, disengaging yourselves, removing yourselves from those pressures and then finding a partner who is on the same frequency as you Mm. is probably going to lead you to the most fulfilled life. Cause I can imagine if you are a a person, if you are a woman who's like, I need sex every single day Mm. or once like, like four or five times a week. And then you are paired with a partner who is like, I only need sex like once a month to stay connected. And it's not mm-hmm. something that's very important to me. There is going to be a lot of conflict in that relationship. Yeah. And, and so like, uh, I think it's something that should be like talked about. I mean, I haven't dated in, you know, however long, but you should get back I out think, there. <laughs> I think that's something that should probably be talked about too. Just be like, Dude. I am a very sexual person. I'm not a sexual person. Here. Like these are uh, my, my, desires and my wants, my expectations and, mm-hmm. and making like communicating those to your partner would probably be like the healthiest thing in a sustainable well, relationship. I've talked to, I had a friend who she's a, she's like a, she's a reporter for like a very established New York magazine, but she wrote a book on relationships. Um, and, uh, what if it was just New York magazine? <laughs> it's a very established New York magazine. That's like the most like Donald Trump way of saying it. A very established New York magazine. But um, no, she uh, she wrote a book um, called Marriageology. Her name's Belinda Letscombe. And uh, and her she talks about like the five Fs. Mm. And it's like, and I've heard like, Wait, before you tell before too. you share what the five Fs are, can we have Kevin guess them? Yeah, guess them all. Guess the five Fs. I'm gonna grab her book while we do this. Wait, the five Fs. Okay, wait. Say it again. The five Fs. The five Fs. Oh. Yeah. So she she said, and it's not just her. I've heard like therapists talk about this too. Like the five Fs of a relationship, of a marital relationship. What are the five Fs? A friend, friendship. Ooh. Fucking. Three more. Fajitas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you just described that phone sex question we got earlier. 
<laughs> feeling good. Feeling okay. good. Emotional support. Feeling good. Um, Two more. Far be it from me to judge how you live your life. That's sure. how you. One more. Uh, and um, and frozen uh, frozen drinks, which means that that frozen drinks is like a, one of those chapters. It's like you may not know what I mean. That's like having pina colada, relax. Like life is going to be fine. We're fine as a couple. That, the, you nailed it. Represents relaxation. That's Dude, all of the you, ones that are in her book. That's, do you, you do you work it. at a Have powerful New York magazine? Do you work at? Yes, I work at I work at Reader's Digest New York magazine. Yes, <laughs> she. Uh, I have her book right here, and the five F's are familiarity, mm-hmm. which means friendship, okay. fighting, ooh, which means knowing okay. how to fight, knowing how to fight with each other, finances, okay, family, which okay. is like how you get along with each other's families, fooling around. Ooh. Which means Greco-Roman Fuck, wrestling. Um, uh, yep. And then finding help, which is okay. like, like, like counsel from like professional counselors or from friends or whatever. And I've, That's I heard, great. and I, I've talked to, I talked to someone else who I think they had five and that's six F's, but they said basically the same. It's like finances, friendship, fooling around, uh, and a couple other ones. I think the but just tell her I was impressed. You, you did marriageology. Uh, you did add a couple disagree. more. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I think that uh, I, I mean, think that I think your point is really good, John. You got to like talk about that stuff and like, totally. be like where are we with this? Because it's an important thing, and it's like such an important thing for connection. Frozen that, drinks that is, is very important thing, too. That's one thing that I think is tough because. It's, it is something that like, it is something that is hard to, when there's people, when there's basically, let's just put it like this way. Charlotte actually is very sexual. So let's say Samantha's way of life versus like the way I grew up, which is like 30 year old virgin or, or the, or the Catholic guilt, Catholic guilt guy. that which it's very interesting to like, I remember growing up and hearing just like, like it basically no one having a very adequate answer of there was like the ones and people were like, you got to try it before you buy it, which is like, it's not that. And I don't always agree that like, you know, just, I don't know, there are downsides, but I w- it'd be very interesting to be like, how do you discuss those expectations when all you want to do is is have sex, with, like without having sex, is interesting. Um, like not just to know there's like chemistry there, but you, not even you really know to be like, hey, I'm like a three times a week type person. Like, but the people do have different levels of appetite, so I don't know what the solution to that is. I'd have to ask somebody who like, because there's actually study studies that show that people that waited till they're gonna have sex, like on average, have more fulfilled sex lives. Hmm. Um, but you know, I don't know. It'd be interesting to hear some people and how they communicate with their partner about sexual expectations. Totally. If anybody has that, please write in and we'll talk about that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. I'm going to read another one. Uh, this one says, how would the sex in the city girls have handled online dating? What platform would they have chosen? What advice, what advice would they give? What advice would you give 
So I guess like that's like what advice would they give to each other? Um, Man, I, this is I, this is going to be a tough one for me to participate in. I I squeaked out like right before online date. I think when I was dating Katie, <laughs> OK Cupid was like the only big online mm-hmm. date, and like Match.com mm-hmm. and OK Cupid, and I I never did online dating. So uh, but, although my brother who got married six years before I did met his wife on uh, uh, MySpace. So shout out to the original online dater. There is online, but uh, Tom. I don't know. That that's a great that's a great question. I'm not super Ke- familiar with with the online dating. Okay, Kevin, let's you and I name every online dating site we've used to show how we're qualified to answer this question. I've used OkCupid. I had a farmers only account at one point. What? Yeah, I just did it for fun. I don't I did, know if I, I did ever have got a any... I did have a How else um, are you going to find Farmer What's his name? Farmer Tom? Farmer, farmer Luke? Luke? <laughs> how are we going to find your Luke? Yeah, I did, did have a gocougar.com account. <laughs> Go Cougar. Go Cougar, yeah. I think uh I think it was a joke. My my name was MILF Hunter69. <laughs> Didn't go on any dates, but it existed. <laughs> you gotta check it, dude. I, uh, all right, so uh Mil- okay, Cupid. Was a porn site that was very popular. We went when we were on a road trip, we looked at this. MILF Hunter was a very popular porn site when I was in high school, and me and my friend were talking about it. And because he knew what it was just recently, and we looked, we looked it up, and there's like still, there's like other people like our age out there that are just like, remember that dude because he like showed his face and he had like a big persona, and yeah, it was. Uh, You're talking about like how he had like a dot, he had like a, a a classy dossier about all the uh, the milfs that he was hunting. <laughs> Oh my yeah, because before each video, there'd be like a case file. There would just be like, like, like they, like they were the bad guys and where in the world's carbon San Diego. Yeah, yes, <laughs> totally. Like a, like a, totally. like a, like a, like an envelope would open and it'd have their picture, and then like the 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 text would get t- typed out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's ridiculous. So, okay, did did all I of have... did all of his dossiers say? So this woman's a total milf. But in real life, she's 28. Because <laughs> that's what MILFs are on the internet. It's yeah. like, yeah, this girl's uh, really, really old. She's 28 with no kids. And she 100% agreed and is being paid to do this video. She needs $5,000. And it's actually a sad backstory that you don't want <laughs> to know. 100%. Um, All right. So, Corey, you said, um, you said, okay, Cupid. Okay, Cupid. Uh, go, uh, farmer, go farmer. Farmers only, but that was a joke. Farmers only. I mean, it wasn't, I was on it, but I like did it as a joke. What are real uh, ones that you've gone on dates with? Uh, I went on, there were, there used to be one called how about we, which eventually mm. got bought by vulture and they turned into vulture dating, but it was like you pitch dates and you're like, how about we get a hot air balloon? How about we, it, the, the, it doesn't really work. Cause yeah. the only how about we is let's get coffee or a drink. That's pretty much the only one. Yeah. But I yeah. did that one and went on, uh, went on a date through that and like dated someone for a while from that. Um, I've gone on dates through Hinge, Tinder. Um, what you, are other you ones? Ever, you ever, you ever Bumble it up? I did. I had no luck on Bumble at all. I think I got one match on Bumble. It's crazy as we're as we're talking about these. I know people that have gotten legit married from MySpace, OkCupid, Hinge, Bumble. What's what? Like I don't know if I've ever known anyone that's had like a serious Tinder. I know people that have gotten married from Tinder. You know of someone who's yep. got married from Tinder? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's anyone from Hinge? Uh, I know people that have gotten I, married I, from Hinge, I'm pretty sure. Man. They, I know people that have had sex from Tinder. 
Have either one of you? His name is Kevin jo- Doyle. <laughs> not John, but like, do you know anyone who um, has? Oh, I'm on the league too. The league is like one of those ones that's supposed to be like exclusive dating. And I, I, <laughs> I and, gotta, I, and there's I, a. I, I talked to I a friend and I was like, Ryan, Corey didn't. And yeah, he's more successful in <laughs> every single category. I checked on uh, my Raya thing like recently and it was like, we're still sifting through applications. And I'm like, it's been two years. Come on. Right? Yeah. I've done a lot of if, things. If I you, tried to go, they'd be like, why, why the fuck are you on this app? Do you guys know <laughs> anyone that uh, I should say, I wonder if you know that uh, anyone that's gone to like a professional matchmaker. No, but I had a friend when I first moved here who she worked for, she worked for a company called It's Just Lunch. This is like okay. a long time ago, pre-internet, like pre-app dating, but they would set up businessmen with women looking to have lunch with guys Ooh. as like a way into dates. And it was We, we know lunch. a guy that's in, I, I, I won't say his name, but you know a guy who's in finance that is on like a legit, goes to a matchmaker. She has like a profile of him and like, sends his like profile to women and has connected him on several dates. That's amazing. This I, is I, what I think the real, I think the, that might reality, work better. I mean, the reality of, of internet dating is every, is the same as, uh, literally the same as like what, a what Tumblr was for blogs. It's like a platform to do a thing. Like it's a platform to put mm-hmm. your writing up or to, yeah, and so for dating, it's a it's a tool to meet people, and it was a very like controversial thing when it first came out that people were embarrassed by, mm-hmm. even though it had been happening before. Online dating happened a long time before <clears throat> Match.com and OkCupid, and those even people would be like, they met on the internet, and now it's normal because all it is is like a way to meet people. And so knowing that there's the cost, which is like you don't know why people want to meet you, and like. And that's also why some people are like matchmaking works way better. It's like, well, of course it works way better for, for that because those are people that want matches, but there's lots of people on the internet that want to find like someone to hang out with and like date even that would be like, yeah, I just want to date someone for six months. Even if they don't admit that to themselves, Mm -hmm. there's lots of people that are like, yeah, I want to spend the next three years of my life dating people you know dating six or eight different people and then when i'm 32 like i want to get married you know like right um and so i think even when you connect real hard with someone you need to know what you're doing and this is true with almost anything but especially with online dating so that you connect with the people that you want to and so that you're on the right apps if you like you can meet and be in a relationship and have be having kids in two years with people from hinge very easily because that's part of it. It says like once kids on Tinder, right, right. I would be like, if you want kids, like even if you have the best connection ever, I just like you're fishing in a pond that does not have. So how you do know, you figure out which of those apps is for like hookups, which of those apps is for kids? And then how would those, how would like the women? Of well, John, here's the thing. None either. of these apps are for kids. Okay, kids shouldn't oh, be on. using these apps. John. Absolutely not. You, uh, come on. Kids need play dates. That's all. Okay. <laughs> I think every. I mean, I think people already know. People know that from their friends. Like, there's yeah. probably ones that are already out there that people know. But I feel like general, the one I'd now is everyone's like Hinge, Hinge is the more legitimate one right now. Yeah, and like, I, in all change. honesty, like 
I don't think anyone in New York uses Tinder, or if they do, like, I don't. Uh, I'm. I guess I'm just out of that. If they do, they're, they're not of, messaging me back. I haven't. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I haven't. I haven't used or matched or talked to anyone else. I feel like the ones that are going down are hinge and you can be very specific. You can say I'm, I'm Hindu and I am looking to have kids and I take pills. I don't take pills. I drink. I don't drink. I like, and unless you just want to like meet people and see where things go, I would just say be as specific as you can specifically. So you can drive people away, like Mm -hmm. get people out of your life that you don't want to spend two, four, five, six, seven dates on, mm-hmm, you yeah. know, um, I think, I think like the, what... I think w- the, the answer to the question is that the women of sex and the city would absolutely 100% be on the dating apps because everyone that I know who's in their thirties, who is single is on the dating apps. It's no longer taboo. It's no longer weird. Yeah. It is one of, if not the major way that you meet, single people in the city or anywhere right now. I think it, yeah, I think that they would, I think they'd be on them and I think they'd be on all of them. I think eventually Charlotte would probably only be on hinge because like she would be like, it's right. the more, or actually Charlotte would be on Raya too. Actually they would no, probably would, all be on, be on J date. Well, she'd only on when J-Date. she met Harry. Yeah. And like, she'd, and like Carrie would be, Carrie yeah. would be the one who's like trying the new ones out. Like they would reach out to her to try this totally. new dating site out. And, Samantha would be on Grinder to like to like for like an angle. She'd be like, you know, it's uh, she, she'd be like meeting hot guys on Grinder that like she'd be hooking up with their friends or something. She'd she'd be angle shooting that, and then yeah. you know Miranda would be on I don't know Legal Zoom. Yeah, she'd be on Legal Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, hey, let's. Uh, I think we covered that pretty well. Let's yeah. Yeah. let's let's end with a quick one that I think it would hit some crossover with uh, with people that listen to our, our pad. Um, we got one that says, "I have produced several seasons of The Bachelor." Uh, before we finish reading this, just please take our resumes. Um, <laughs> it's not directly Sex in the City related, but it is dating and listening to your podcast. Uh, Listening to you guys give commentary over would be great. That's a good idea. Uh, And this season has plenty for you guys to discuss. So that's great. I bet you that we have a lot of listeners that also watch The Bachelor. We have a lot of friends that do. My question to both of you is, have you ever been fans of or watched The Bachelor? Um, I mean, I know we had someone from The Bachelorette on our our show. Uh, Or no, she was on The Bachelor. Um, So we've had someone uh, on the pod before, but have you guys ever watched it? And like, what are your takes on the bachelor? I've never watched it. I would love to watch it. I, I got, I got kind of like sucked in over quarantine to some of those Netflix dating shows. Like love is blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The one where there was like, just a bunch of hot people on an Island having sex with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would, I would be totally down to watch the bachelor and, and talk about it. I'm on, awesome. season, I'm on season two of that show the one where people hot people go to the island and have sex with each other there's Wait, a second really? season i don't know i'm oh. kidding i'm not gonna be on that show oh you're oh, on can't. season two i thought you meant you were watching it season two you mean you're <laughs> actually oh, on no, the no, show. No, i'm gonna be on the i'm gonna be on the show i'm on the island i found out what island they filmed it on and i just like showed up with like a tommy <laughs> bahama shirt and i'm like 
Tom, whoa, hey. You got, you got like a, b- a bunch of sunscreen on your nose. You're just yeah. like, hey, guys. I looked like, the, I looked like the uh, I looked like the guy who ran the camp of Camp Camp Onawana. <laughs> Dude, I'm trying to remember his um, name. Uh, I just remember Bobby Budnick. Dude, I, I would do I would do a season of Bachelor. Heck, yeah. If people are down. Do, people send us if say if you watch The Bachelor. I've never seen it. My judgment is same towards Sex and the City, which is like. It probably sucks, and then I'll probably fall in love with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that'd be cool. Like, I've just never seen it. And I remember when it first came out, I remember being like, re- just hearing about how this was the death of, of, of modern life and culture. Mm-hmm. And maybe it has been, maybe it hasn't. I just remember when it came out, people were so shocked and appalled by it. And now it's like just one of the great reality shows that everyone loves. Yeah. It's one of the many deaths of culture. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, including this podcast being one of them. Oh, hundred percent. It's, it's just this podcast, all of our Instagram yeah. stories, everything. No, I think it would be, I, I think it'd be a very fascinating look at relationships because I, I don't remember if we know, maybe I, maybe, Oh, I think one of my old roommates uh, was actually going to go on. He was asked to be on the bachelor as one of the contestants Whoa. He on the bachelorette. Yeah. He ended up not doing it. But he was right. very close. So yeah, I think all it'd right. be an interesting look at relationships. Totally. Yeah. Awesome. Right, cool. well, this wow. was this was super fun. This was this was amazing, this awesome. Kevin. Kevin, great idea. Thanks for spearheading this. I lo- we we love we love talking about this stuff. If you all Thanks have any uh, questions, any questions that you want us to answer or you want our uh, our dumb advice on, um, cool. please please submit them. And uh, yeah, this was uh, this was a great episode. Thanks everyone. Uh, like and Go subscribe. Go subscribe to our Patreon for more episodes. We haven't gotten a five uh, review at all for a while, so go to iTunes. Yeah, and it's twenty twenty one. People, give rating. us a review. What's wrong with you? Come on, get out of your yeah. caves. And Come on, go give us you a review. You know that was part of that was your thing. That was your 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 resolution. Your, that was your uh, New Year's resolution. resolution. Yeah, to give, to give right. us a, a, a review on iTunes. Yeah, that's what it was. All right, later, taters. La- later, taters. Right. Love you. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cabin, Kevin James Doyle, and John Sieber. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and narrated by Katie Sieber. This podcast is part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Check out all their great podcasts at seltzerkings.com. You can find the boys on their socials at The Bradshaw Boys or on their website at thebradshawboys.com. And as always, if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.